Hello lovely people and welcome back to the fourth wall. Hi everyone, we've got a really fantastic show for you today. Later on I'll be chatting to theatre student Millicent Blair about her experiences throughout the pandemic, starting a degree during a pandemic and Black Lives Matter. As always, we are going to start our show off with our discussion point. Don't forget that you can get involved in this by following us over on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook and letting us know your thoughts. Our discussion point this week is TikTok musicals. So for those who are unfamiliar with TikTok, it's a social media platform where people can post videos up to 60 seconds long and it can literally be anything. It can be comedy, singing, acting, dancing, you name it. Anything you can think of, it's on there. Um, so during the last year, there's been a real surge in interest in these new musicals and rightly so I think I think it's created you know a new love for theatre and maybe people experiencing musical theatre in a way that they wouldn't have done and it's reaching out to people who wouldn't necessarily choose musicals so first we had Ratatouille the musical which was based on the 2007 Disney Pixar movie for those who don't know Ratatouille is a story of a rat who loves to cook and tries to achieve his goal of becoming a chef by forming an alliance with a Parisian restaurant's garbage boy. The musical all started back in August 2020 when teacher Emily Jacobson created a short comedic song in tribute to the main character Remy. Now for those who don't know, like I said before, there is a 60 second limit on TikTok videos. Now that's not long to get a song concept across but I think that's part of the beauty of TikTok, especially with musicals. You get this snapshot, and if the song is catchy, it leaves you wanting more, much like musicals in a traditional sense. And that's what this song did. Now, I will note that this initial song went viral when another popular TikTok creator used the song in one of her videos. And from there, another user adapted and arranged the number as a musical finale. This then led us into a collaboration between a number of theatre students, composers, singers and other professionals expanding on this possibility of a musical. This sparked a collaborative musical, something people hadn't really seen before or experienced before. People across the world were able to submit numbers, choreography, set designs, you name it, they could do it. And the beauty of TikTok is it has a duet feature and this allowed people to layer their vocals on top of others to create some wonderful harmonies or to submit their choreography alongside the song. And then in December, it was announced that there would be a benefit concert version of the musical, which benefited the Actors Fund. The original creators all participated in the concert and Lucy Moss, who co-created and co-directed Six the Musical, would direct. Now, this cast was star-studded, let me tell you, including stars such as Wayne Brady, Titus Burgess, and Adam Lambert, amongst many others. But it was great in the fact that it didn't forget its roots. There was an encore version streamed live on TikTok on January 10th of this year. And I mean, it doesn't get crazier than that. Or does it? In December, we saw the popularity of new series Bridgerton hit our screens on Netflix and I, like the rest of the world, binged. And this series was enough to inspire Abigail Barlow into creating Bridgerton the Musical alongside her co-creator and writing partner Emily Bear. Now, if you don't know who Emily Bear is, she is a child pianist prodigy, so do check her out because her compositions and her piano playing are just insane and Abigail is a pop singer. So for Barlow, sharing numbers on TikTok wasn't new to her. She regularly shared snippets of her pop music on social media. Like the rest of us, they binged Bridgerton. And as soon as this song hit the app, everyone was hooked, like seriously hooked. 
The musical numbers are incredible. And this again became a collaborative hit with people quickly creating duets, vocals, song ideas, choreography, set designs and even playbill covers. The difference with this is that the pair have been live streaming their process from the very beginning, inviting fans to witness all the highs and lows that go into creating a new musical. And I'll note this has only been going on for just over a month. I mean, the process is crazy. They are writing songs in 24 hours, at least 24 hours. But while the process is crazy, it's not all plain sailing. The song for The Queen, for example, underwent many, many rewrites. And I think it's really refreshing to be able to see that these two extremely creative writers go through struggles like the rest of us. And I think that's also what makes it a bit more personal. You know, you're on a live stream, you can see these two creators putting things through their head. They're thinking about things. They're thinking about the way they keep going back to the series, going back to the scripts, going back to the lyrics. And it's great that they're able to do that and and share that with the world. So this musical has taken the world by storm. And the pair recently appeared on the Kelly Clarkson show chatting about it. I mean, they've even said that the cast of Bridgerton have reached out to them and expressed their interest and love for it. So I'm going to play you a little bit to show you just exactly what I'm talking about. We could escape into the painting colored in just a little bit of what they've been creating. Now there's no doubt that TikTok has hit it off with many people, theatre related or not. It's a creative way to share a snapshot of your life and I think it takes real creativity to think of something that's going to fit into a 60 second video. It's being used for auditions, casting calls, you name it and it's amazing just how good it is at these considering you do only get one minute to show off. Professionals and amateurs alike are making full use of the app and people are collaborating in a way that they wouldn't have done if COVID hadn't hit us like it had. As bad as COVID is, we wouldn't have had this opportunity to be as collaborative as TikTok is allowing people. I don't think I will ever fully understand TikTok, although I can waste time scrolling just as good as the next person. And it takes serious time and thought to be able to create the videos that people are creating. But... There is something about putting yourself out there for a tiny moment that's really quite exhilarating. I do wonder, however, when the fun will stop. Will TikTok auditions still be the thing when COVID is all over and we head back to some normality? Who knows? But they're definitely here to stay at the moment. And whilst the engagement is there, why not? I will note, however, on the backside of that, that these things have become viral because of the people creating them and the people creating them have such a following. Whilst the creator of Ratatouille wasn't well known, the song only went viral when a well-known creator used it and then people went back to the original song. And with Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear, 
Abigail Barlow definitely had a strong following well before this and her now has an even stronger following and I think it's great but I also think about other things that maybe are being created that aren't being seen because people don't have a big enough following and are we missing things because of that I know that there's other creators on TikTok at the moment creating a musical version of the Queen's Gambit which is also a new series and it's not as well known because the people creating it don't have as big of a following so who knows here to stay or not I think for the moment it's a big hit so it'd be great to know what you guys think about this maybe you've got no idea what TikTok is or you're a regular user whatever your stance let us know what you think so it's time for a game this week we're going to guess tv shows so i'm going to give you the names of the main characters and you just have to guess the show they're from so number one rachel ross monica chandler joey and phoebe rachel ross monica chandler joey and phoebe number two sheldon leonard howard and raj sheldon leonard howard and raj Number three, Piper, Alex, Nikki, Red and Crazy Eyes. Piper, Alex, Nikki, Red and Crazy Eyes. Number four, Eleanor, Chidi, Tahani and Jason. Eleanor, Chidi, Tahani and Jason. And number five, Aria, Spencer, Emily, Hannah and Alison. Aria, Spencer, Emily, Hannah and Alison. Stay tuned for later in the show to hear the answers and let us know how many you got right over on our social media pages. So I would love to welcome onto our show, Millicent Blair. Welcome and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we're going to start with a little game. This is this or that. So I'm going to give you two options, just quick fire, whatever, whatever your first choice is. Okay. Oh my God, I'm, I'm tense. I'm literally tense right now. <laughs> Don't be, don't be. Really, they're really easy ones, really easy. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, Netflix or Disney Plus? Netflix. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. I don't know how to use TikTok. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Cats. I have cats, so cats. <laughs> Live action movies or original cartoons? Oh, original cartoons because the live actions aren't done well enough yeah <laughs> i agree uh yeah princesses or villains villains nice uh, holiday at home or abroad oh that's hard abroad surely because i miss it so much <laughs> uh hot or cold hot 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 <laughs> night or day night <laughs> <laughs> West End or Broadway? Oh, West End. Home. Home is home. Yes. Live or studio cast recordings? Ooh. Live, you know. There's not enough of it. Yeah, I agree. Old or new musicals? New. Mm -hmm. Musicals or plays? Musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer to that one before I even asked it. <laughs> yeah oh great so why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about about you and your journey and your kind of uh, journey so far into the arts industry sure so um i'm an actor um or at least aspiring actor um i'm 22 um i was born in lincolnshire i'm here right now actually i'm back home for now um but yeah i grew up in lincolnshire um i first kind of encountered theater because um, my parents did Amdram, actually. So I went to go see my parents doing Amdram in Skegness, um, which, you know, I mean, Skegness Embassy Theatre in all its glitz and glamour, love it. Um, but yeah, um, so I saw them doing things and obviously loved it. And um, then I got into it quite late, really. So I, I properly started going to a, a youth theatre group when I was about 14. Um, it was called What Free Time in Boston. 
Lincolnshire and it was a it was a you pay £2.50 a week and you go on a Thursday evening and you kind of let loose for three hours just to kind of let yourself go wild um and it was amazing it 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 ignited my love for the arts honestly um and I owe everything to that group to be honest and then I finished school and I went to university not to study musical theatre but to study French and Spanish so I went to Durham and I did a degree in modern languages for four years and I finished that in 2020 so I was writing my dissertation during lockdown which was intense (laughs) um but you know we got through it um but then yeah during my time at university was when I got properly into pursuing theatre. Durham has the most wonderful student theatre scene. It's huge. There's something for everyone. Um, Musicals, plays, tours, Shakespeare's. I had the privilege of going to Edinburgh Fringe a couple of times and I just completely immersed myself in theatre and like many people in Durham student theatre, I did more theatre than I did my degree. and I did something like, I think it's over 25 shows that I was a part of wow. during the three years that I was at the university, because I had a year out um, abroad. Um, and then in my final year, I decided, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna give this a go. We're gonna try and do this acting biz. Um, so I auditioned for um, a couple of master's courses and then a couple of kind of standalone one-year courses because I didn't have the energy or the time or the money to go through another three-year undergraduate or a three-year master's or whatever. So I auditioned for a few places and was really lucky to have been given an offer um, to study at the London School of Musical Theatre. So I'm going to be starting there in May. COVID permitting I mean we were supposed to start in September of last year and then um, we got pushed back to January and then we got pushed back to May and what was great about it was that we were consulted as a year group um, which was lovely so we made the decision as a cohort to push it back to May so we made this choice to wait but I think in the grand scheme of things we've made the right decision so that kind of brings me to present day. Um, here I am three months or so from starting and I'm itching to, to get going. And that's basically me in a nutshell. It's, uh, I had quite a late start into theatre, but uh, now I'm here. I'm kind of full throttle, all guns blazing. And I'm not going to stop until <laughs> I like conk out, essentially. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, that's great to hear it's that and it's how like have you met your the cohort that you're going to be with have you kind of are you are you messaging are you in touch with everyone you know what it's been it's been wonderful to use the um the kind of resources that have you know become so prolific during during covid obviously i mean zoom um i don't know why i went such a beat around the bush way of getting to that point but we've zoomed a few times a few of the people have already met actually but um, I've been working solidly trying to uh, raise the money to go to drama school. I mean, that's a whole other matter within itself is raising course fees, but um, I've just not had the time to meet anybody when we had kind of that free free period during August, September, October time. Um, but yeah, we've, we've spoken a lot and we actually um, worked on a project mm. in uh, December. We did a, almost everybody in the year was able to uh, record themselves singing a part of um, A New World from Songs for a New World um, and I actually had the privilege of uh, editing all of the audio and musically arranging the, the number and and doing all that jazz and another person on the course called Liam he um, is a videographer by trade at the moment so he then edited the video together so we had something like uh, everybody bar six on the course and there's, there's around 40 people and um, was able to, to get that done over the course of a few weeks and we, we published it on LSMT's page um, in January and it had an amazing amazing response um, Jason Robert Brown actually commented on it and said you know great job so we were all kind of buzzed because we hadn't had the chance to really meet but we we had the opportunity to sing together um, which is lovely and it's kind of given us all that 
that urge to you know push through till May now and it was a nice kind of punctuation between our time of waiting to start so we've, we've been in touch a fair amount and um, we've been able to bond really nicely actually so when we actually get into the room for the first time there won't really be that kind of oh who's who and what's going on because we've all we've all had a chance to chat and everyone's great and I can't wait to start you know yeah that's so good I think it's so important as well the fact that you know you have a delayed start and to already have those bonds and those relationships you don't have to like you say you don't have to kind of spend that time kind of working out who's who and, and you know getting to know I know now it'll be different once you get in a room together but you will have you know kind of a, a bond set up already absolutely uh it's it's been in a way it's been a bit of a godsend because you, you do get to kind of create some relationships and it, it puts a lot of people's nerves at ease um I know going into a room of people I've never known and never met the first time thinking god i'm gonna make such a fool of myself and i'm just gonna look like an absolute idiot <laughs> um but now i know that everyone knows i'm already an idiot so it's fine <laughs> always good <laughs> um so one question that we're going to be asking everyone at the kind of start of our podcast what's making you happy at the moment oh my gosh there's a lot to be grateful for to be honest that's one thing that's come out of this is mm. I've definitely learned to count my blessings a lot more. Um, I'm the type of person that loves to cut that well, who always needs to kind of reach to what's next and what am I going to achieve next and what's the next goal that I need to reach for. Um, and I haven't been able to do that, obviously, um, which has definitely impacted my mental health massively because that's my default. Um, and I've had to adjust to that a lot. Mm. um but I've been able to really consider what I have which is so much and it's so much more than a lot of people have um that I take for granted on a regular basis I'm so happy to be spending more time with my I'm living with my parents and I haven't done that for a, a long period of time since I went off to uni so it's been lovely to stay with them and you know spend more time with them before I moved down to London What's making me super happy is seeing the amount of um, uh, creativity and innovation coming out of all of this. You know, I, I watched a show, um, Christopher Tendai, um, who's been in Hamilton and some various things. I was in a talk with him a couple of days ago and I watched his um, dance company's show called, um, oh, was it called Ignite? No, Identity, Identity. And it was phenomenal. And I wouldn't have been able to see that without COVID, you know, and that wouldn't have come to fruition really without it. So that was amazing. Seeing a lot of theatre come out that I would never have been able to access is lovely. Um, and spending more time just really living in the present, to be honest with you. Mm. I think especially as theatre folk, we tend to be so busy and so, especially as a university student as well, doing theatre on the side. I mean, I was... I had like 24 seven schedule, no time down to just kind of chill out and, you know, smell the roses and having this time to, I live in, I mean, Lincolnshire is a very countrysidey place. I live in the middle of the world and just spending time outside, just genuinely, it sounds, I mean, it sounds cliche, but just breathing in some fresh air um, and unplugging for, you know, a, a half an hour, an hour every day and just really taking it all in. Mm. Um, some wonders, you know, I think a lot of us have really changed this year for, for the better um, as, you know, humans, really, rather than as creatives and as actors and as producers and whatever. We've become more human and we've learned to consider other people's human aspects more, which I'm personally really grateful for. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think one thing for me that I've taken definitely taken for granted is just going for a walk <laughs> yeah oh my goodness yeah it's been wonderful to see um dr alex george you know the the guy who was on love island who's yeah. now been appointed the mental health ambassador which is phenomenal which is yeah. needed so happy about Me that too. but i follow him on instagram and he he yeah. posts on his daily he does call those daily stomps i think um and you know we all you kind of you you see that and you cast it aside it's like yeah it's a walk the walk whatever mm. but um it really is fundamental to my mental health now is going outside I also I never thought I would do this but I've taken up running <laughs> what 
who am I? I did Couch to 5K last year, and um, uh, in in November it was literally just before Christmas. And now I I run regularly, and I I love it, and I need it. Um, that's my daily exercise. That's me getting out of the house and spending time in the fresh air. And yeah. um, it's it's necessary. And I didn't realize until last year that it really was necessary. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think so. I think I I recently recovered from covid and it's it was in the kind of covid madness that i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna do a podcast um um, but i think but it was it kind of took my time and i was i you know it was that moment of i'm not actually allowed out of the house for 10 days and that was really hard and you know then going back out and i was like oh my gosh okay i can breathe the air i can feel the sun on my face i can it's cold but i don't really care because i can feel the air in my you know on my on my face and stuff and it's just yeah, I think it really has made everyone just kind of stop and think about the little things that we're grateful for. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's so, so important now more than ever to really take those small things and, and keep them with you close because that's what's getting us all through as a nation, really, and as a, as a world. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Going yeah. back to the theatre world. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, we're always saying that the face of theatre is changing. Um, you know, everyone says it every year. I think there's something new that comes up, but I think this year more than ever, the, the face of theatre is going to change for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you think the future looks like in terms of um, hybrid theatre? You know, the, all the live recordings that are taking place. What's your kind of take on it? Well, what I, one thing I'm hoping for is that theatre is going to become a lot more accessible. Um, I know, speaking from experience and, and from people I know, that. There's so many people that just cannot, don't have the opportunities to see live theatre and have never have and never will. Um, and that online presence is so fundamental now for, for young people especially and young people from disadvantaged backgrounds to be able to access live theatre. Having Hamilton come up, come out on Disney Plus, I mean, the response it has, it's, so, it's just phenomenal. And I really, I personally hope with all my heart and I hope and I think you'd hope that with you know the rest of the industry opening their eyes to this kind of thing that that um they will continue releasing real official live streams and live recordings of shows for for young people to see who can't get down to the West End and can't get to Broadway and can't get to you know the left the um the Leicester Curve and, and theatres like that um yeah, that's one thing I really hope will be a fundamental change for good. Um, I also think, you know, there's been a lot of talk about this previous year and the kind of simultaneous emergence of COVID and the, the blowing up of Black Lives Matter. Um, and its, it's impact on theatre. Um, I actually, this is maybe think, I really want to shout out a platform called Creative Voices which is um, basically uh, for drama graduates and, and theatre industry people to join in on a conversation where there are guest speakers who are people of colour um, or people from diverse backgrounds um, in the UK in theatre to speak about their own experience in a safe space, ask questions, that kind of thing. And it is phenomenal. I've been doing a lot of that last year and this year. And I've learned a lot from that um, about other people's activism and my own activism. Um, and one thing I really, really do hope will, will come out of this once we start to recover as an industry is that those decisions by people in casting and people in production will, will really start to change for the better. Um, I'm hoping that more education will be instilled in schools and in youth theatre to you know, really ignite that conversation about race and about discrimination and inequality in our industry because it's real um and it's it's horrifying but it's a reality you know um and for us as white people we're we don't ever experience that and we need to have the conversations more than anybody to be able to truly understand what's going wrong and how we can resolve it um and yeah there's been a lot a lot of well from my own reading and my own conversations, there's been a lot of groundwork done between actors and between creatives, independent creatives and um, audience members, those kinds of things, amazing. But as far as I'm concerned, I haven't seen a lot of budging from, you know, those people in power, in inverted commas, 
to really make that change. So I'm hoping in the future that there'll be more change like that. Um, holding our hope, at least. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I've always been, you know, the, me and my sister and I are quite um, into kind of, you know, research and stuff. And I've always been very open in the fact that I, I know I don't know enough about um, yeah. such as Black Lives Matter. And, and, you know, I want to, you know, I don't, I don't, I want people to call me out if I ever, you know, say something wrong or make a mistake. And I think that's so important to, you know, bring that into the arts industry and be like, you know, this is what's happening. You know, we need to get better. This is how we can do it. Absolutely. Completely. And, the one of the main talking points that's come up in the creative voices sessions that I've attended um, is that you know we as a as a white race have left it to people of color to to do the work yeah. um, and have felt you know we're white what can we do you know um, and expecting people of color to educate when in reality we have to do that groundwork. We have to do the reading, we have to do the research, and we have to, you know, into our hands as privileged people um, to make the difference. Because otherwise, it's just going to be like punching against a brick wall. Um, uh, yeah, it's been a really, it's been a huge learning curve for, I think, a, a huge amount of people this past year um, when it comes to race in theatre. Um, and I'm personally, uh, excited to see the positive changes that will be made by you know people in a place of privilege in the future yeah I agree absolutely I couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> well. Well, that's, that's all down to the people I've been learning from is I mean yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great, Don. I think like I'm, I'm so into like, I'm like, you know, I always want new people to follow and new, new place to get information from. So I will definitely be following um, Creative Voices. Absolutely, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter. Um, it's it's been set up all by one one wonderful woman called Sharam Thor, who is also a student at the MTA in her final year, and she took this opportunity to create a platform, a completely new platform. All by herself um, to find her own voice as well, and to help lift other people's voices onto a onto a wider platform. And honestly, it's uh, I'm so grateful that she was able to do it because it's been fundamental in my um, education, and it's been fundamental for so many others. And it's growing, and I'm so happy it's growing. So yeah, really exciting stuff. Yeah, amazing. Cool. So we've kind of the last few things we've kind of covered um, a little bit. Um, so what's something that's inspired you during the last year? What's something that's inspired me? Oh, you know, you know what? Um, this is very, it's very individual. But um, my own journey to getting to drama school, I've, I'm having to raise all of my courses myself. Um, because it's an independent school, it's not UCAS affiliated, so there's no kind of student loan system going on. Um, so I have to get very creative <laughs> with finding ways to make money. Um, and one thing uh, was, you know, you're in lockdown. Um, I was working at the time, but I had a bit of time to spare. And I was like, what can I do to kind of generate some more interest? So I created a kind of YouTube series of um, musical numbers that have influenced me throughout the course of my life and have got me to the point where I am now. And it started off as just like a kind of a silly little project, you know. Um, and since then, I've had, you know, a really humbling amount of donations to my cause. And um, one of the videos, I did the video just doing a parody of um, Three Little Maids from, from School from the Mikado, Robert Sullivan. Uh, it turned it into Three Little Maids on Zoom, just very ironic considering we're sat here on Zoom now doing this. Um, but uh, it's now, over the past week, it's just kind of blown up and not to massive proportions. I mean, I'm not like a viral sensation, but it's had about 30,000 views now, um, which is really kind of you know shocking and makes you think oh god that's kind of strange um and it's it's got to the point where now I'm financially much more stable than what I was uh, literally a few weeks ago um 
the point where I'm now confident, oh yeah, I can do this course now because this, this amazing um, kind of influx of support has, has helped me through. Um, that's been really inspiring because you see the generosity and the camaraderie from the community because all those people, the comments that have been left are, you know, oh, I'm a huge fan of Gilbert and Sullivan. Oh, I'm so glad to see creativity still coming out in the industry, things like that. And it just makes you think, oh, yeah, you know, there's a reason why we're all kind of still going on about this whole theatre lark, even though everything's locked down. And, you know, we don't know when theatres are going to open, but there is a reason. And it's so nice to see um, in your own personal life it gives you kind of that extra boost so that's been really inspiring and having the chance to kind of be creative uh in my own time as well is is a blessing and something that you can take from lockdown even though the rest of it's pretty crap <laughs> you know yeah that's been really inspiring seeing the response to that is something that i i wasn't expecting and i'm really grateful to have to have experienced it Oh, that's great. That's great. We love to hear that. And I've watched a few of your, your videos that you, you sent me and they are stunning. You've got a stunning voice. So, oh, thank go, you and, so go and listen and, and, and support you. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you are going to go far and get, you know, in, enjoy your course and, and everything. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate right. it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think, I think it is amazing. I think, you know, I think this is another time where people have really realised what they're missing. I know for myself, I watched um, the musicals, The Greatest Show on BBC One. I think it was last Sunday. Yeah. And that floored me. And the thing that floored me was the fact that there was no applause after each performance, and that killed me. I, you know, yeah. I was there. I was there in my flat with my sister, like, you know, cheering on. But it just, it really, you know, you you don't realise actually that's an important part of of theatre is the appreciation and the you know the applause after a number and it just yeah that just really floored me that there was silence after each performance it's integral isn't it i mean but it's amazing that so much so much creativity has come out virtually from from covid and lockdown and the situation we're in now but you know there's a reason why so many stage actors once they go off the screen come back to stage and there's a reason why stage actors stay in the theatre is because it's a completely unique feeling as an audience member and as an actor um and especially from being on both both sides of the curtain and experience both those things is it's you don't experience that anywhere else in your life you don't see that what you don't get it from watching a film you don't get it from working on set um for a a, a, a short film or whatever when you're on stage or when you're watching a show there is a a real tangible and human connection mm. that you don't get anywhere else and it's something that everybody needs to experience in their life because it is I mean you can't really explain it you know it yeah. just is theater and the fact that we've all been devoid of it for almost a year now mm. has really taken its time I remember people saying to me watching the the greatest show and watching it myself it was heartbreaking in many ways I know a lot of people shed a tear not because the I mean obviously the performances were phenomenal but just from sitting there and and there being no applause and there being silence and you have that wait until the next thing comes on mm. um you know it's something that we all we're all so used to and we miss hugely absolutely um, it's a different yeah. kind of high <laughs> yeah absolutely different. exactly it's that, it's that buzz that you get when you leave a theater and you watch a show and you have that that new lease of life and the energy that the cast and the creative team have given you mm. and it's visceral um and we need it back as soon as we can <laughs> absolutely, absolutely we've got everything crossed <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. So on the back of that, anything that you've watched or seen recently that you would recommend? Ooh. Ooh. I'm trying to think of what I've watched recently. I mean, um, Christopher Tendai's piece, Identity, phenomenal. But it was, it was a group of five dancers um, and uh, a wonderful spoken word and artist and singer who kind of centers the whole piece. Um, and it's essential, I mean, it's very poignant um, for this year, especially because it's kind of all about, you know, 
finding your own true identity in the midst of societal pressures, external pressures, and your own internal pressures. Um, but most importantly of all, um, not, not striving for joy and constant happiness, but striving for a sense of truth and a real sense of self, um, which I think is what we all are striving for right now. I think it's unhealthy for us all to be sitting here thinking, you know, going on Instagram and seeing everyone's, you know, lockdown goals and all of that and thinking, oh God, what am I doing with my life? I'm just sat here like trying to survive the next day, you know? Um, so I found that really powerful because I think we shouldn't, we shouldn't all be searching for, you know, perfection. We should just be searching for our own, our own sense of self and our own kind of content, contentedness. Mm. Is that even a word? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, it is now. Yeah, we've, we've done it. Um, and that's not always going to be good. It's not always going to be happiness. It's going to be a sense, you know, you're always going to be anxious and worried and, you know, uh, low. Mm. Um, and that, it was, a, it was a visual piece mostly with some spoken word and some vocals and it really struck a chord um with me and I'm sure that it has struck a chord with so many others um I think I'd I out of everything I've watched recently I mean it is the most recent thing I've watched I think mm. I only watched it yesterday or the day before but it really it was so phenomenal I would really recommend that and I mean the whole creative team the whole cast are just obsessed fully obsessed they're great <laughs> great and the the technical visuals as well just huge 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 props loved it loved it amazing thank you yeah I think that's so important especially at a time I know we briefly touched on on talking about mental health earlier but I think you know it's such an important time as you're saying like you know you see kind of these perfect lives on Instagram and people are going oh I've taken you know I've done this hobby and I've done this and I've done this and I've got all this achieved and actually you sit there and you go oh my gosh am I you know I'm I'm not doing anything I'm just you know going day to day to survive and I think um I know a couple of um people put out on Instagram that actually you know what you see on Instagram is a a snippet of that person's life and actually it's so easy yeah. to pop up an Instagram post and you know filter it and add you know some some lovely words and stuff and make it look like yeah I've got all this stuff great stuff going on but actually what's beneath the surface and I think that needs to be talked about more is you know what's going on at the surface of people's mental health and there needs to be more done done for that absolutely I completely agree Instagram is a highlight reel Mm. every social media platform is a highlight reel because you choose what you post and not many people are going to choose to post a picture of them having a rubbish day sitting on the sofa and you know watching Netflix like they're not going to do it because it's not deemed as interesting it's not going to get the likes you know it's, yeah I mean I could talk for hours about the toxicity of social media and you know a new-ish phrase that's coming into kind of the vocabulary of mental health now is toxic positivity and saying you know if you do all of these routines and get a really great morning routine and an evening routine and you spread positivity blah blah, blah then your whole world's going to be fixed and it's not the case um for many yeah um uh, uh, yeah I couldn't agree more it's mental health is individual Mm. um and you know kind of hoping that your your whole world's going to be saved by social media is a complete lie (laughs) um yeah which that piece uh Christopher Tendai's piece really does elaborate on um full circle moment there we love it yeah um exactly yeah it elaborates on that and it's it's really beautiful to watch awesome awesome great people go watch that <laughs> i will be yeah. I'll, I'll be please going to watch it sounds it sounds exactly exactly what we need at this moment to be honest in at this, at this sure. pandemic it's real that's what's great about it is it's just real yeah it's not trying to be anything that it's not mm. um it's subtle and it's it's personal you can feel how personal it is um and I think right now a lot of us aren't you know it's great to have the light relief of you know watching watching these huge glitzy glamour the the sunset boulevards and the you know all of those wonderful pieces that are coming out at the moment it's great but I think what we need to be watching right now 
is things that are gonna gonna really affect you personally and are gonna you know question your own thoughts and beliefs and your own systems um and that does absolutely yeah yeah i know i agree so what's one thing as we finish up one piece of advice or one phrase or one piece of wisdom that you can leave us with (laughs) oh wow i mean god it's a big ask but i believe in you (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm in a place to be giving advice about that kind of thing, but um, just oh, a bit, like a little snippet of something, you know, something that you kind of you wish that you'd been told that a year ago. Yeah, honestly, I, I, this is boring as hell, but do your research. I think that's the main thing. Mm. Do your research of what you want for starters, because you know, if you're auditioning for drama school every school is going to give you something different be it course length or course content or location or um you know opportunities that are going to arise after you you graduate you need to know what you want first before you apply anywhere because otherwise it's going to be a waste of your time and your money Mm. um I know that I sent an application off um to somewhere that a few weeks later I realized ah why did I send that off I don't want to go (laughs) Um, and I, I retracted the audition because it would just it would waste my time, it would waste their time. Um, and you don't want to start off on that kind of footing. Mm. So do your research of what's going to give you the, the most and what's going to make you the, the happiest and what's gonna, what you're going to get the most out of as a student and as, as a, I mean, actor in my case, but director, producer, um, technical director anything there are so many courses out there and they all provide something ever so slightly different so yeah do your reading and ask around use your contacts um and just take that time before you start spending all of your hard-earned money on things that might not serve you um because at the end of the day it's not up to them how you spend your money and how you spend your time it's up to you Mm um that's probably what I would say because you want to make the most of of everything that you've got wise words I think you know I think so many people are you know they're swayed by the thing of oh these you know these amazing most important words all all, they all went to this portal they all went to this place and actually it doesn't always suit you know yeah I mean a reputation precedes the institution itself you know and it's not always going to suit you Mm. Now, if you're if you're a really you know strong dancer and you, you're kicking and you're splitting and you're flipping and you're pirouetting your life away why go to a school that's really acting heavy you know unless you want to really challenge your acting skills then yeah go for it girl go go wild go for it but if you if you want to play to your strengths then you need to do that research for sure um and just because somewhere has an amazing reputation yeah doesn't mean you're gonna love it exactly Um, yeah yeah no I agree awesome well thank you so much for coming on and chatting to me thank you so much for having me this has been such a nice conversation so refreshing to speak to somebody different (laughs) absolutely and hopefully we can come back you know in in six months to a year and, and revisit this and kind of revisit what's happened and and rehash on some of the conversations we've had and see if anything's changed and Oh, for sure. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, it'd be great. So we're going to hear a little bit of what Millicent can do. She's prepared a performance of Watch What Happens from Newsies for us. So let's give it a listen.
Do go and follow Millicent and support her journey and check out her YouTube videos because they are amazing. So on Sunday, I was lucky enough to be able to experience a brand new kind of theatre show is the only way I can describe it. It was phenomenal. It was called The Secret Society of Leading Ladies and it was just mind-blowing. So it's conceived and directed by Ryan Carter from the Barn Theatre and he's also the musical director and this show is running until the 7th of March and I would urge you all to get a ticket. There are two tickets, there's a single stream ticket and a multi-stream ticket. So the single stream ticket is £10 and the multi-stream ticket is £15. The multi-stream gives you unlimited streaming so what happens is you are taken into this virtual world of leading ladies and you get five different screens and on each screen you get to choose from three players um, to create your own secret society and it's I would I would recommend getting the unlimited stream because it is so hard to choose and you honestly just don't know what you're missing out on Um, but you each each round you pick someone and you enter this world and it's interactive you feel like you're watching this live piece of theater and they interact with each other and you get to choose it it's almost like a video game in a sense because you get to choose your players um and it is yeah without giving too much away because it is as i said a secret society um without giving too much away it's it's just a genius concept I really would urge you to get the unlimited stream ticket because you can have so much fun playing around with the characters and putting different combinations of performers together. And now when I say I was blown away, I absolutely mean it. I was floored. The amount of talent in this show is amazing. And what I loved about it was it put performers in these role of these leading ladies that you know you probably wouldn't have thought them as first off there were villainous characters there were mischievous characters there were sweet characters but it also it was it kind of broke down that that image you have of a certain character of a certain type of performer who should be in that role and I love that and I think that was amazing and what I also loved was how interactive it was you know there's a point where the fourth wall is broken pun intended 
um, <laughs> by one of the characters. And, you know, you're brought into this world of you have created this secret society and the, the performances are in your hands, which is not something that we get to do as audience members. You know, usually you turn up to a show, the roles are decided, the songs are decided, you know the order they're going to come in, you know what's going to happen, or maybe you don't if it's a musical you don't know. Um, but, you know, you, you don't get that control of being able to choose what order things are going to go in and I just think I mean as you can tell I am absolutely speechless this this show was phenomenal and there's nothing nothing I would have changed about it I mean the time and the effort that must have gone into this production behind the scenes in front of the camera behind the camera post-production pre-production you know it's just phenomenal the amount of time and effort and thought that has gone into this experience to to give not only hardcore musical theatre lovers um, a chance to see some of their favourite performances sung by amazing but it also opens itself up to a new audience for people who necessarily wouldn't go and see these shows or maybe don't have you know a hardcore love for musical theatre which is absolutely fine but you know there's a there's a new audience that can come in having some control over what you're seeing I think interests almost everyone you know so as I said the show is absolutely amazing the leading ladies are phenomenal and I cannot end this podcast without mentioning them so thank you for your amazing performances ladies and that goes out to Jacosta Almgill, Lauren Byrne, Kyla Carter, Aoife Clesham, Ali Daniel, Abby Hodgson, Aisha Jawando, Claudia Kariuki, Nat- Natalie Kasanga, Emma Kingston, Kaylee McKnight, Ellie Mitchell, Janaea Richard Noel, and Kelly Sweeney. And they were just phenomenal. And you can tell the passion they have for this, and you can tell that this is something that they put their heart and soul into. Um, and not only because, you know, lots of West End and theatre performers haven't been able to be working for quite a while and haven't been able to go in and do live performances, but also because it's they want to give you that new kind of experience. They want to give you something to remember. And I, I, I'm still thinking about it. I watched it on Sunday and it was just, it blew my mind. Um, so yeah, do go and get a ticket for the show. As I said, it's running until the 7th of March. And there's a £10 single stream ticket and a £15 unlimited stream ticket. And I would really recommend spending that extra £5, not only to support... A theatre company not only to support the performers but also for yourself I think you know you are gonna go through your first five performers and you are gonna be left wanting more you are going to want more and more and more of those ladies as I said I had tons of fun creating my different combinations of my own secret societies and it's it was so much fun so yeah just go and see the show support performers there's loads of shows out there at the moment that are streaming and that performances that run so please 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 do go and support these amazing performers um as we you know slowly come out of lockdown and we get back into theater life but we really want to support what they're doing and celebrate what they're doing you can grab your tickets over on barntheatre.org.uk or just Google the Secret Society of Leading Ladies. So as we finish up, here are the answers to our quiz from earlier in the show. So I gave you the main characters' names, and you just had to tell me which TV show they are from. So here are the answers. Number one, Rachel, Ross, Monica, Chandler, Joey and Phoebe were from Friends. Number two, Sheldon, Leonard, Howard and Raj were from The Big Bang Theory. Number three, Piper, Alex, Nikki, Red and Crazy Eyes were from Orange is the New Black. Number four, Eleanor, Chidi, Tahani and Jason were from The Good Place. And number five, Aria, Spencer, Emily, Hannah and Alison were from Pretty Little Liars. So how many did you get right? Remember to share your score with us over on our social media platforms. So thank you so much to everyone who has shown us loads of support and interest over the last week. And thank you for listening in to this week's podcast. We are so excited for what's coming next. There are some really great guests coming up, some really great topics and discussion points 
So don't forget to follow us and subscribe so you can stay informed. Remember that you can always help us out. If there's a particular topic you'd love us to talk about or guest you'd like to hear from in the show, let us know. Tag them or send us a message. We want to provide you with the content you want to hear about from the heart of the arts industry. Make sure you tune in next week where we'll be chatting to West End and Broadway star Kerry Ellis. So see you next week. Stay safe, stay stagey and most importantly, stay you. Until next week, lovelies.